Thankfully, last night, uh, Pascal, uh, before guiding us um, in a practice of cultivating compassion, um, gave an overview of the four Brahma-viharas, or um, divine abodes, as they're um, sometimes translated. And um, so uh, tonight, um, I'm going to say a little more about um, the last of the four, uh, equanimity, or in Pali, Upeka. But with regard to... uh, all four of those. We, we began the first night with a metta, loving kindness, cultivation, friendliness with ourselves and all beings. <clears throat> and uh, I just wanted to add to the kind of overview of all of each of these um, that each one of these has what's called a near enemy and a far enemy. The far enemy is something that's like its opposite, you know, it's the furthest thing from this quality. <clears throat> it's the other, you know, yeah. So that uh, metta, <coughs> friendliness, loving kindness, cultivation, that its opposite would be ill will. But um, very, very important and interesting uh, is the near enemy. These are uh, so important that um, the near enemy is something that looks like it, but is not quite. So the near enemy of loving-kindness, metta, friendliness, is um, attached love, selfish affection. I'll love you if you love me back, or I'll love you if you behave this way. <laughs> or, you know, it's a conditioned love, not an... Uh, unconditional, uh, universal quality. And um, karuna, compassion, its its opposite, its far enemy is cruelty, right? It's the opposite. And, but uh, very interesting, the near enemy is, seems very close, you know, we're concerned with the suffering of others and ourselves, but uh, it begins with the, it, it, it's, it, it, uh, its response is shown um, to this, it, with the suffering of others particularly, and, and um, we're, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing this in ourselves and in each other, you know, there's been lots of uh, you know, I've I've seen uh, lots of care for the the many-legged, 
that are practicing with us, you know, the insects and the and uh, and people caring for the plants, even you know, and uh, this is uh, this is compassion in action. Um, but the near enemy, it kind of seems like you know, respond. Uh, it's related to suffering, is uh, actually pity. You know, it's like uh, it's um, a f- there's no response. Because it feels kind of like an overwhelm, like oh, that's so terrible, and I'm so sorry, uh, and there's no uh, response. It's just a um, uh, an overwhelm that comes. <coughs> Mudita, which we haven't uh, practiced yet, it's it's. Uh, this resonant joy, its opposite would be resentment. You know, the, the, in the joy and good fortune of others, we re- resent that. Um, and its near enemy is exuberance. You know, joy, uh, I was talking about that personally, how joy can become exuberance for me, and, and uh, when it's known skillfully, it, it levels off. So um, tonight I'm talking about uh, equanimity. The opposite, the far enemy of this, is uh, craving, clinging, um, wanting, not wanting. And the the near enemy, what seems like it, is, <coughs> is it seems close, but is not the quality that we're looking to develop is um, indifference. So equanimity is not uh, riding around on a little cloud above it all, like, yeah, I'm fine. I, I'm not affected by that, and I don't uh, feel this, and um, I'm so sorry it's like that for you. This is not, th- this is totally not cool, but it's also not equanimity. <laughs> Equanimity also balances these other Brahma Viharas. It, 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 brings bal- the, it brings the balancing to these near and far aspects. So they're all related. Hmm. So, um, with regards to equanimity, uh, And indifference, it is um, we're we're not indifferent to the well-being of others. It's uh, <coughs> you know not not that sense of being above it all. But perhaps we could say that it is indifferent to the demands of the ego self and its wants and aversions. You know, it's not swayed. It is a little bit indifferent to this uh, proliferating, adorning, uh, em- embellishing, pull, pushing, <coughs> pushing, pulling that uh, we've been observing within ourselves. That's that's happening. Um, indifferent in that it's not. Uh, we're not swayed by that. However, these things are known. So, mm, 
in 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 Pali, the language that these teachings are first written down in, the this word upeka is defined as to look on. Um, some, you know, that's in in the dictionary, and sometimes people say to to look over, but it's not it's not that kind of like. Uh, it seems to me it's more like these great trees here. This big perspective, big view. They can, you know, if the, the tree could see, it's this big view, but it's grounded. It's really grounded. It's not like floating above it all. It, has a, it can look, look on, look over, see the big picture, but is really uh, also grounded. They, in in the Pali English Dictionary, it uh, it also says it's the zero point between joy and sorrow. <laughs> I like this because joy and sorrow is still there. It's not uh, the absence of joy and sorrow necessarily. It's saying it's the zero point between joy and sorrow. So these things are still known. They're still part of this experience the 10,000 joys 10,000 sorrows um, for for me the image that arises is a, 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 a person walking on a high wire you know the uh, a tightrope but you know between buildings or something or between trees or whatever and uh well, when they walk, they carry this big balancing pole, really long and wide, and it's kind of, uh, it's a little bit flexible. It's kind of bowed this way, and uh, to me, you know, as they the, the, this walking, it's it's like it's not. Uh, there's this quality of always balancing, not. Balanced. It's there's a receptivity to, oh, the the zero point between joy and sorrow. Oh, joy is here. Oh, sorrow is here. And oh, mm, does that make sense? It, it just resonates for me as an image. What's interesting about that big pole that they carry is that it um, it it's bowed down on the ends which actually moves their center of gravity below them. So it's very grounded again, like those trees. Anyways. Uh, lastly, I'll just say, um, before we do this practice, that um, almost lastly, there may be one more thing, that um, uh, I want to emphasize or point out, uh, Pascal was um, talking about the context of Brahma and what that means, why that's being used in this context. And the other part is Brahma Vihara. Vihara is abode. So um, this means um, this <laughs> what we're trying to cultivate here is uh, particularly with equanimity is like uh, it's, it's not uh, the Brahma Airbnb. It's not the cottage. It's not the hotel. It's the abode. There's a real residing here that's being spoken of and called 
to and cultivated and known. This isn't just like eh, drop, you know, mm, dropping in sometimes, you know. Where this is how we begin. It's just like oh, there's a moment of equanimity, but to really uh, uh, know that it is possible for you and for all of us, for me, uh, mm, for this to be an abode, to reside, that's a, that's beautiful. Oh. Because Saida Upandita said that a moment of equanimity one moment of equanimity conditions a succeeding moment of equanimity. Yeah, so you can see that one moment of equanimity and to know that cultivates and the next moment. This is how it becomes the abode. Really knowing when this is and ah, this can condition the next moment and the next and the next. is the last one. Perhaps uh, it's the meeting of what actually is and what is possible. What actually is, is like, oh, this is here now, it's like this now, this is showing up, and and feeling, embodying, oh, it's also possible to to see deeply into this and know it's impermanent to know its condition, to know it's not me and mine, to know that uh, freedom is possible here and now with this. Yeah, let's practice. as you're settling into your posture to feel um, a sense of stability (coughs) Uh, with ground presence And then feel the center of your being. Soften around that ground and center. the the heart presence be known of all, uh, feeling into your being in this moment 
the conditions of all that has arisen and passed in this day, the 10,000 joys and sorrows amongst all of us, Feel into this and grow this possibility and this experience for yourself. May I, may I feel and know caring, even mindedness in my <coughs> own being. May I feel serenity amidst the turbulence. May I know ease with arisings and passings. The Buddha described this equanimous mind as a mind without hostility or ill will. May I, may I know that. May I abide there. abundant, exalted, immeasurable. Feel into these wishes for yourself with the felt experience that resonates for you, the embodied experience Resting into the center of this moment. is the felt experience of this not just the idea or the words know this is possible for you
Staying connected to (coughs) your own heart, mind, body, steady and centered, bringing into awareness someone that perhaps has shown you or taught you in some way in how they have lived or shared or exemplified this quality connecting to this feeling of awareness and gratitude for those teachings however they've shown and knowing that this being also experiences joys and sorrows. And the heart wishes that this continues and grows for them. May you continue to know even-mindedness May your ease and serenity amidst turbulence continue to develop. May your mind grow to abundance, exalted and immeasurable. Resting again into the center of your being in this moment. And inviting into heart awareness. A being that you know that is suffering in some way. Feel the heart touched. Cultivate this wish with them in awareness. May you know even-mindedness. May you really feel serenity amidst this turbulence.
May you find the ease of arisings and passings. May you know the mind without hostility or ill will, abundant, exalted, immeasurable. Rest into the center of your being in this moment. To all that is chaotic in you, let there come silence. Let there be a calming of the clamoring, a stilling of the voices that have laid their claim on you, that have made their home in you. Let go with you even to the holy places but will not let you rest. Will not let you hear your life with wholeness or feel the grace that fashioned you. Let what distracts you cease. Let there come an end to what diminishes. And demeans. And let depart all that keeps you in its cage. Let there be an opening into the quiet that lies beneath the chaos where you find the peace you did not think possible and see what shimmers within the storm. Blessings in Chaos by Jan Richardson. Thank you, Jan. May all beings everywhere know this exalted state, this abode of equanimity. All beings everywhere.